funny. <laughs> Our energy's up, but it's not a problem. It's <laughs> it's bringing us down. It's not a problem. But down. <laughs> okay. So here we are. So, hello, well, everyone. We started. Oh, are we there? Are we there? Are we there Yes, yet? we've started. Yes, we're there. We're there. Have we got there? Have we got there? Oh, no, it's not the sea. It's the book whisperers. Book whisperers. <laughs> now, you would think, wouldn't you, that we are all oh, in the sorry. same spot, but we're not, are we? No. No. Technology we have one in the south is of France. We have one in Washington, D.C., and we have one in South Africa. Actually, that's not true. Boarded up. <laughs> Various places in the Lothians. That's where the book whispers are tonight. <laughs> lurking. Lurking. All in Scotland. Lurk. I don't lurking. think I've ever lurked. What in does lurk Countryside. What does Furtively lurking look like? Furtively standing around. What does like the lurking that. look like when you're with body language? Ah. Do you see ah. what she did there? That is the crux. the crux of the matter. Tonight we yeah. are talking about body so language. talking about. Mm-mm. Mm. And we're not talking no. about no, lip smacks. No, we jolly well aren't. <laughs> and the relevance of that <laughs> is that, that kind she of did her sound test in the most original way possible. <laughs> Blue I never know anything like it. Shh. Don't tell What was wrong with testing one, two, three? Don't tell everyone they all want some. <laughs> <laughs> I got introduced to what Mary had for lunch. <laughs> I think actually it's the bubbly I'm drinking rather than the lunch itself. But there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm celebrating, shall we say, at the moment. So we're recording this on the 6th of November. November. So there's, a, there's mm. an interesting, yeah, remember, remember the 6th of November. Um, but yeah, sort of interesting, uh, awaiting the election results. So I decided to open the uh, bubbly early. Hurrah. <laughs> so, well, I think it's actually hurrah. a fortuitous time to talk about body language Huzzah. because the thing is that we have been mm. watching this drama unfold in the US and what certain mm. people say into a microphone is at odds with what their body and what their tone of voice is yeah. saying. Yeah. And so I find it really interesting that we are talking about body language and subliminal cues, if you like, such as tone of voice and uh, you know intonation. Yeah. Um, is intonation and tone of voice the same thing? Probably. A bit. <laughs> yeah. No. No, I wouldn't have said so actually, because intonation um, is the lilt, is the is going up, going down. Um, whereas tone of well, voice it, is no, I'd, I'd sort of say it's oh, it's kind difficult. of one and the same because with the tone of voice you can yeah. speak roughly or harshly or, you know, gratingly, um, but it also is it also incorporates whether it's she spoke softly through the tone of her voice or she spoke um, she she shouted through gritty teeth or something like that. Yeah, I would have said I would have said tone of voice is more general, whereas intonation is more explanation. Well, I, I think that's. The, if, I mean, but I think that's the thing is that all these words, they, they mean different yeah. things in different places, yeah. don't they? Yeah. 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 You know, so just definitions. But sometimes you, you don't, it's just it's like somebody said to me the other day, what did they know what the difference was between guilt and shame? And and I just sort of, I, I thought, well, actually, I don't know if I do. And then when I actually started to analyse it, I realised, of course, guilt, guilt is something you feel for something you do, whereas shame is something yeah. you feel for something you are. 
So there's, I mean, it's a, it's a subtle difference, but it's, it's a very important one. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've never thought about intonation or, or tone of voice, whether we're going to have to, not before, have to so. check <laughs> with Mr. Mr. Le Google, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Well, we I have to say what's been really interesting about that was, was when Yuli said, you know, she said softly or she said harshly. And one of the reasons that we're, we've decided to choose this, this subject of body language this time is to try and link it with, with a huge part of writing, which is the showing, not telling Not principle. telling, yeah. Mm. yeah. And that showing, not telling, yeah, that golden, golden rule. And at which, which largely excludes what Stephen King calls the devil adverbs. <laughs> so when you say like she said so yeah he, he does genuinely I was talking about Stephen King with Stephen King's book on writing is 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 as cracking as any of his novels in that he doesn't mince his words and he won't say things like well yeah. you might choose not to use an advert he says don't you use an adverb <laughs> it's the devil's <laughs> way of writing <laughs> It shows a lazy mind. Get out there and get going. Okay. I'm sorry. It tells what you really think. So I'll tell you what, give us an example. Because we've all seen an example this, this week, haven't we, about the body language at odds mm. with what the character is saying. When, and I'm thinking about the first Trump rant when he came out at 2.30am local okay. time and declared he was the winner. God. <laughs> Claimed. What I states, loved I the most was, was the, 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 the start by, by being very soft and saying, well, I can't believe it. We won. We Do you know how he does it? Every he kind year. of kisses, kisses. Yeah, and it's like, and the lips I'm come your out. friend. Duck I'm face. your friend. And if you don't accept me as your friend, I'm going to rip your heart out. And I'm going to eat it raw. And I'm going to spit it at your dead feet. <laughs> but, you know, you know, he does something called word salad. All right. So he actually doesn't say anything at all. And it's a, it sort of gets you into an almost hypnotic state that when you are listening to what he's saying, because he's not saying anything and leaves everything open and never finishes a sentence, you have uh, a very sort of, you know, <clears throat> yeah, like that. You, you say nothing. You just keep talking. The people listening to you, the ones that love you, will make the assumption that you're that you're trying to say something good. And in their heads, they will go over in their head what you could possibly be trying to say. And they will come up with the best thing that they would want to hear. And they will leave, having heard that conversation, thinking they heard the best thing that they could hear. The ones that don't like him listen to what he says. And in their heads, they make up exactly what you just did they they hear something completely different they go away thinking he said something completely different but if you look at an actual transcript of his speech he says nothing at all and that's and it's called word salad and it's it's quite quite bizarre and it's all through body language and delaying tactics and you know it's it's getting the the, the listeners into a kind of hypnotic state where at the end of it they just kind of go what what just happened? And that perhaps is, is would actually translate that? very well, wouldn't it, into the writing technique? Mm, yeah, you know, I know yeah. that Chekhov yeah. used to do that a lot. He used to 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 give the the reader the um the credit for super intelligence. So he would drip 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 just mm. enough to paint a picture, but actually the reader would have to go away 
and complete the picture themselves. So the the, the beauty of of yeah. a writing by him, a short story by him, is that you go away and no two people have got the same experience of that the same text. Mm-hmm. And I do find that quite a stimulating thing. Um, the fact that the, yeah. the reader sort of brings their own experience. So you're right. If if you're a Trump supporter, you'll yeah. you will listen to Trump as if he's God. If you are not on Trump's side, you can take any part of what he says and take it as evidence of the fact he's a total numpty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the devil yeah. incarnate in some I cases. No, <laughs> no, absolutely. And it, it's very much so. You know, and it is a lot to do with the the, the non-visual cues as well. The the non uh, sorry, the non-audible cues, the visual, you know, the the sort of body what, stance, the stoop, the, uh, <laughs> eye contact, the. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I have to say, with the stoop, by the way, I'm pretty sure he's wearing high heels. Yeah, so he's, he's wearing lifts forward. in his shoes um, because he says he's six foot three, and there's no way he's like six Simon foot Carroll. three. He's, he's like I think I think um, Obama's six foot one, and I think with his lifts, he's actually six foot one. Um, because they're. <laughs> We'll, well if it you. does, we just okay. won't be able to see your beautiful face. You know, okay, but we'll still fine. be able to hear that's you, fine. my darling. So Okay, we can we can still keep going. <laughs> It'll yeah. still be all right for this. We will yes, keep going. Absolutely. Talk about we. who um, are we? We are Who are we? Book the whisperers. Book whisperers. Where can you find us? The bookwhisperers dot you can find com. us dot com. Yes, yeah, so www.thebookwhisperers.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, which is The Book Whisperers, and you can find us uh, on podcast as well. Uh, on any podcasting platform, just look for The Book Whisperers. We have a bright, beautiful, colourful feather as our She's logo. She's saying that because she designed the logo, and it is bright and beautiful, just like your good self, Tierna Thompson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do like I do like bright colours, me. I do. I think bright well, colours are lovely. Well, we have got whisperers um, who about I mean knocking on for a thousand um, people who who have mm. a, uh, have joined us in terms of the Facebook group, and we appear live on Facebook mm. da, 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 in various ah, states ah, of inebriation every Monday night on a Monday yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> never, never, always so Every week no. they flood us with whisperings And I have selected from the many questions The many whispering questions this week Three Because this is a programme, a podcast Marvelous. It's not just put together, thrown together any old time This, listen <laughs> We've got paper and books and everything <laughs> so are you Even ready, dear friends? <laughs> Absolutely. We're all yes. sitting together. The first yes, question comes from Madge. Madge from okay. Turnberry writes... Are you sure it's not the Madge? <laughs> she, said, How talking, she said, talking about... And she, she's talking about bodily functions, not body language. And she's saying, talking about bodily functions... How important is it to know your audience? Because isn't it important to know whether anything is off limits? Oh, oh! I, I suppose really with, if you're you writing Madge, for children, thank you, Madge from Turnberry. Yeah. I suppose if you're writing for children, yeah. they're all right with farts and things like that. But there are certain functions, yeah, they love farts. Any any kind yeah. of wheeze and poos and farts or anything like that. Yeah, they my, just hus- think my, it's my husband, my son went through a phase of just talking everything bums at one stage. Everything was to do with bums, you know, <laughs> bums, boobs, boobs. poo poo heads. That was one of his favourite. 
<laughs> You're just a poo-poo head. That was his, yeah, his rejoinder. Or nincompoop, that was another one, but that's nothing to do with bottoms. Um, but yes. It is, yeah, they do send a lot of that. But yeah, what what kind of audience? Yeah, you, you do need to know who your audience is. Um, you need do need to know sort of like if you're if you're going to uh, um uh, uh, an old old people's home or something like that, you know, sort of like you're going to need to know. Well, speak up, up. And, and also the nature <laughs> of the speak stories out, that you know? you're telling. I I, I once um, did a project yeah. with a school and an old people's home, and I did it in tandem with another storyteller whose name will not be mentioned. Um, and she was new to storytelling, and she told. Apley and Apley, which is a, a story that's quite gore, really, really gory. And it might have been appropriate for primary sixes or primary sevens, but certainly not for OAPs. You know, it's about hacking off heads and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And she, I could see their faces. She absolutely traumatised them and thought she'd done a great job. And it was like, no, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know that sort of if you if you're doing um, if you're doing work with older people, particularly those that might have any kind of level of of dementia or Alzheimer's, then taking things yeah. that are very tactile as a storyteller, taking rope. If you're doing a story about the sea, taking rope and seashells and um, you know seaweed and things that smell, it's and all the senses, you can touch and feel yeah. and stuff that can actually. Yeah, they can sort of stimulate the senses yeah. and stuff like that. I do know that that's a really good idea. And so, you know, if you know, I, mean, I think the same would work with kids, to be honest. But, um, you know, if, you, if you're going to do something with, you know, middle-aged men, <laughs> it might be, yeah. be the, a different sort of tactile thing you might want to The only thing you have to you. think about if you're working with elderly people is not take small things, especially if you've got dementia, because they, what they want to do yeah. is either put them in mouths or they think that their presence for oh, them, gosh. and I did that once. I took a load of um, memorabilia for them to look at. Um, and I, I do uh -huh. have quite a lot of memorabilia that I do take when I'm doing reminiscence work. And I have to be very careful to make sure that everything comes back in because things go in pockets. And yeah, because oh, no, they, yeah. they think it's a I gift. For, oh, for me, bless. I know that when I, I have like three novels on the boil, and two are for a female audience, but but one actually is is for a general sort of audience, and it's about a sort of a, a murder mystery type thing. Um, and I know that that mm. particular audience is for a general audience. What's off limits is anything to do with menopause or periods. Men men cannot right. cope with. I'd in my experience anyway. Whenever I've done a reading, and it's just, even in small groups. They can't engage. They find it. They find it, you know, challenging. <laughs> and, too personal. Yeah, too. Just they cannot go there. Mm -hmm. And part of me thinks, okay, I should definitely go there. <laughs> but part of me thinks I'm aware that that section of the audience actually is repelled. And then so, do you like really that. enjoy watching them squirm in this? Love seat? it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Who wouldn't? Come on. Love it. <laughs> Oh, now uh, we're loving this. So boom let's shaka -laka 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 -laka. boom shaka -laka -laka. Yeah, we're going to let you into little secrets. So before we started, we had the lecture of don't you touch your microphone boom because it's going to sound like this. So who just touched you just their had microphone a demonstration. boom? MTT. Maybe turn it off and put your hand up. Okay. 
I did. I'm sorry. I apologise most profusely. I actually just caught it with my nail, which actually made it even worse. It was like I plunked, you know, plunked a drum or something. It went doing. Yes, my apologies. I love it. Well, thank you very much. <clears throat> I should stop waving my arms around Absolutely. and dancing uh, yeah. when we're talking. Yeah. That's the well, thing. Look what break dancing did to leave me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm paying for it now. It's so, thank you very much, yes. Madge from Turnberry. That's a very good yes, question. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Good question. Now, I've got Lisa down in Nerhat in the Costa del Sol. Oh, no, yeah. The Costa Is she Trump wearing Hall. a sombrero? <laughs> Maybe. Why did she watch a horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> we are focused, honest. I can't look at sombreros. I cannot look at sombreros in the same way <laughs> ever again. Me as a child, lying ever. in my bed. <laughs> yes, and and if anybody doesn't, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, you need to listen to the other podcasts. There you go. So Lisa from Nerha <laughs> is asking, what is the importance of body language when it comes to showing the transition? i.e. the life journey of a character from the beginning to the end of the novel. Oh. The transition. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. These are good questions, aren't they? She's on it. Um, mm. Well, one of the things that's like having having a character who has certain traits, certain uh, body language traits like twirling their hair or, you know, sort of like skipping, doing, or doing something well. that's nervous. Yeah. Skipping. Well, no, skipping no, nervous? but um, skipping would in, <laughs> indicate that it's a younger person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. All right. But yeah, having having something that sort of you know the body language being more confident mm -hmm. towards the end, or you know sort of or more carefree if they're very nervous to start with and being uh, more sort of up, upright and confident, placing her and hands chatty in her at the end, putting her feet together as she's sitting down. Just thought I'd say that. <laughs> oh, what do you think, Susan? I'm just off for a wee lie down in the darkened room after that. Should I let you into She's my little very weird good world? Voice, isn't she? So you know how... Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's what we're here for. So it reminds me of your novel, actually, maybe your time slip novel. And... and um. So, yeah. so in my previous life, and actually still, still, I do uh, some clinical hypnotherapy. And one of the things that you can do, yeah. which I know might sound strange, but you, you, but I have done a lot of is, is past life regression therapy. And instantly, instantly, often, you will see somebody's body language change to such an extent that you you can record it with their permission of obviously and then play it back wow. to them and they don't recognize their own gestures um even their own facial expressions even sometimes a different voice i uh, to the extent that i've even had somebody speak in a language that they don't know in their lucid state how weird is that wow so what kind of body language there's, differences well, are there I mean, what, what that, sort of things there's there's one many moons ago that I think was the very first sort of time I'd I'd experienced a completely different body language was that I had a client who 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 in her lucid state was a very um gentle person in a caring profession and under hypnosis became a very stern person of the opposite gender, male gender. Um, in a position of authority 
Oh, and as yeah. they were describing a particular experience, they were pointing their finger very aggressively as if they were giving out instructions. And that, that gesture was again and again and again. And then a, a large gesticulation sort of right out so that the arm was, was fully outstretched. Any table and something. <laughs> it, well, it was totally alien to that person's personality. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that quite interesting. Yeah. You know, I think that we are not necessarily past life regression because that's a matter of interpretation as well. I've never put a spin on that. It's it's a word that's a term that's used, but actually under hypnosis, you know, a number of different character traits can come out. So for your novel, for example, Mary, um, it's, it's yeah. going to be interesting to explore that we are many people. We're not yeah. fixed, I don't think, in yeah. terms of, of our... We're no, not. Not cooked. Catch us not on cooked. great days and we're yeah. fabulous. Catch us in the wrong moments. Run for your lives! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, for me. Many faceted. Yeah. I think we're many faceted people, you know, and it depends. I mean, there certainly are, there, there are people that I'm really quite serious with. There's people I'm really quite... Uh, there was actually the, the my clients when I used to work for Middle Indian Chamber of Commerce, my clients used to call me you know, a corporate Rottweiler. <laughs> don't see you like that um, at all. Yeah. Uh, which I thought, I, I know exactly, you know, but the thing was, I would I would go into somebody's company and say, right, you know, what have you done about this, that and the other? Oh, well, we haven't managed to find out about our loans because we haven't managed to get the bank to tell us what, what we still owe. And I'm like, give me that phone. <laughs> I'd be straight on the phone and I'd be speaking to someone and they say, oh, well, we can't tell you because we don't know because, you know, and I've got, that's fine. Put me on to the person who does know, you know, and it's just, <laughs> it's just matter of fact. It's just step by step by step getting the information my clients needed or whatever. And it's like, you know, but my friends wouldn't recognize that in me at all. It's, it's the same happened when my mum was in hospital for the last time. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was just really matter of fact with the nurses. And they, apparently they were terrified of me. Um, but I really wasn't, I wasn't being nasty. I was being, you know, well, mum wanted a different oxygen mask because she couldn't read, yeah. she couldn't wear her glasses. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, but it was, it wasn't even that. I wasn't I just, you know, my mum, my mum had said, you know, this, this, this oxygen mask is too big. I can't wear my glasses. And the nurses said, oh, bad luck. You know, so I walked in and I just went, my mother needs a smaller oxygen mask. Where yeah. can you get one? Yeah. No option. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, yeah. and it's just, it's, it's that kind of direct. Whereas most people who know me know I'm not, I'm, I'm quite, Fluffy. you know, quite sort of. Easy, easy going and fluffy. <laughs> sorry, in what, yeah, in what universe are we inhabiting? Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be like describe. I know you. Because that would be like describing me as different. fluffy. <laughs> Frankly, that would be a way down the list of, of, of descriptive words used I think, for me. I think out of the three of us, I'm the fluffy one. <laughs> you are a fluffy one. I'm the fluffy you one. You are snuggly I don't and know this, cuddly. A... You are. <laughs> There's, there's the thing is that I uh, there's a comedian I absolutely love who I can't remember his name at the moment, but he's he's quite uh, quite large. Greg Davis. <clears throat> and so he always says that he's not fat. Oh, I love Greg Davis. It's, I don't know, but he says he's not he's not he says he's not fat. He's fluffy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that, and I so I go no, okay, I'm not fat. I'm fluffy. You're not fat. <laughs> so I don't see Lee as fluffy at all. I don't see you as fluffy at all either. So, but you know, I don't. I don't. You know, so fluffy to me is 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 having a bit of extra. Aww. You know? <laughs> like a cuddly got toy, extra you know. Everything, Fluffy. you're gorgeous. Absolutely. And if we could all live with you, we would be afraid, be very afraid. Yeah. <laughs> when we get our estate, when we get our estate and castle, mm. yes. 
yes, it'll be sorted. I'm still it. dreaming Blacks for that day. Yeah. We need more coffees. We need more <laughs> coffees for that. Yes, we do. We need we need quite a few more coffees for that. I know. So if anybody wants to, if, they, if anyone's enjoying our podcast and they want to buy us a coffee, you just go to buy me a coffee backslash book whispers and you can you can actually give us a coffee that we can all share. Um, <laughs> or a straw. Finally. Coffee and a straw. Moving on, you little yeah. calf. Finally, any other whisperings? Fiends. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Listen, we're authors. All authors are caffeine addicts. I'm a recovering caffeineaholic. I drink buckets of decaf a day mm-hmm. because I can't drink caffeine. I so, am fueled by sad. caffeine, chocolate, and I'm, I'm just fueled by chocolate, really. <laughs> chocolate. I thought you were going to say caffeine, chocolate, and oh, burns. Well, talking about burns, that's a good point, you know, because I think that's one thing I have I've realised when you 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 read the complete works, which is months of work, you know, reading every single thing he's written, mm. you realise that is a writer who is not afraid to show every facet of his personality, and mm-hmm. some parts of his personality yeah. are are horrendous, and some are beautiful, and mm-hmm. that's what we all are. But most of us do hide behind a facade that he he didn't and and I have to say yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I've become a complete Burns nerd because I am in awe of the bravery of the man but there you go mm-hmm. so don't get me started because I start weeping you know what I'm like <laughs> so <laughs> the last whispering is from uh, Gigi in Cambridge <laughs> uh, and Gigi uh-huh. writes I am going to be soon starting a novel. I am interested in talking about my central character's credibility. How much should I research when it comes to body language and what it shows about someone who's lying? Oh, well, look for the look for the usual (laughs) tricks that show that, you know, that he's lying. Is it sort of touching your face or something like yes. that? Yes. That those oh, you've, you've yes. touched on my specialist subject again. Um, it depends whether or not they're a psychopath, because if they're a psychopath, there will be no body language oh, that gives away their lies. Oh. Um, because a psychopath, you you only have body language that gives away a lie if the person has an emotional response to that lie. So if they don't, if they don't have an emotional... So, so the, uh, a polygraph, for instance, is 99% accurate. It's only 99% accurate because 1% of the society are psychopaths. So a psychopath can do a polygraph God. and it will not catch them because the heart rate doesn't go up. They don't have any different fluctuations in skin um, temperature. They don't have any um, hiccups or anything emotionally for telling a lie, whereas most people do. So if um, if I tell a lie, I'll, I'll probably have a, an eyebrow twitch or I'll look away or um, I might touch my mouth or, or, you know, it's sort of like there are various things that people do if they have an empathic response mm-hmm. to their lies. But it doesn't work if they're a psychopath. So it depends if the character's a psychopath, they will not have any emotional response to their lies and therefore no body language that betrays it. How interesting. So it's really important yeah. actually, isn't it, to sketch a characterization before you start yeah and and not let it evolve because yes. those kind of things are really important when it comes to portraying every facet of the, of, of the character yeah the use of props as well you know like people who smoke or you know if they if they smoke yeah. 
Um, I'm just trying to think, you know, use of a cigarette or playing with the lighter, you know, flicking yeah. the lighter or something like that. Those mm. sort of things. It's almost like detracting, but um, it still gives you an insight and an indication yeah. as to what's yeah. going on with the person. Yeah. There's um, uh, a lovely program I was watching recently, um, which is The Haunting of Blythe, Ma Blythe Manor. And there's, I'll try not to give away anything too much but there's a character that the a, a ghost that inhabits somebody else's body and that the the previous living person uh used to smoke so the other person that the person they're inhabiting starts smoking and flicking the, the the cigarette lighter the same way as the other person does which is how you know that that person is now being uh, had a walk haunted, in. yeah, no, uh, possessed. Yeah. That's the word. Possessed by the the ghost is because they're actually now smoking in the same way. So they're using body language in the story to let the the audience know that this this person is actually possessed by the ghost. Which I thought is a, very clever to actually use body language in that way uh, without sort of you know, trying to make mm -hmm. it obvious in something I tell else. You what, I I love. I'm eternally fascinated by, by body language and I once saw the Rolling Stones I got this kind of freebie uh, ticket so I was right down at the front and uh, it was brilliant and Keith who I'm obsessed by Keith Richards yeah. Keith uh, was smoking and he was he was obviously he, fl he, well, he, flick his ash on you. The, he flicked the stub of the cigarette with, with his thumb and his middle finger and then he flicked uh -huh. it at Jagger and turned around and just played directly to Charlie Watts, which he does a lot of, you know. And I thought they'd fallen out again. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I thought that just spoke volumes. <laughs> brilliant. So, Gigi, I hope that that has uh, answered your question all the way down south. Where were you from again? Oh, yeah. Cambridge. That's it. I knew that. Cambridge. <laughs> <laughs> so do keep your whisperings coming. Uh, join us on Facebook. Join us yeah, on uh, com. Because mm -hmm. the best bit com. is yet to come. We all uh, have taken a long time over our next little examples of body language <laughs> writing. We have crafted these pieces over many weeks and months, haven't we, girls? Of course, yes. <sighs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. Take yes, a long time. Absolutely. They, and actually, we have yeah. straws to draw. My, my, mine my, mine was, was written really, four years ago. I think mine was as well, so, to be honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> mine languishes even deep inside one of my unfinished novels. Oh, my, that was... My, mine was a clue as to what mine might be about. <laughs> Mm. Who would like to draw some draw some straws? Okay, I'll go first. I'll I'll go first. Thompson, you've got a medium sized straw. Oh, Very good. Uh, Lee Taylor, what have cool. you got there? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we never get to say what the straws are. It's always you, you see. You say what the straws Lee are. Taylor, I cut long straws. So what does that mean? Straw. Oh, hello. <laughs> 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 right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, I'll just read the paragraph. Okay. Paragraph. 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 Yes, I think yeah. they're going to be quite short tonight. This is they? from my latest novel, Nouvelle. My oh, novel. My novella. Ooh. Ooh, I'm um, excited. So it goes like this The family was sitting at the table waiting for me to get home. The table was unlaid. A twist at the corner of Dad's mouth suggested he was unhappy and about something. 
It was a facial tic I was familiar with. Usually meant he was displeased with me. Like the time I broke his watch by overwinding it. A man who hated conflict. He took a long drag on his cigarette. Exhaled. A plume of smoke hid his expression. I stood in the doorway, one foot in and the other still in the hall, my knees trembling. Mum stood up. She was rubbing her hands together, her cheeks tinged with red. Her eyes looked damp, as if she were about to cry. She pulled a chair from the edge of the table and gestured me to sit. Oh! Ooh. That's such an emotive... I like that. Gentle, moving piece. Thank you. That was lovely. Mm. I want to weep. I want to weep. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> he's just about to get his letter from the MOD to tell him where he's about to be posted. Oh. Oh. Gosh. Mm. Wow. Yeah. We're recording this on a Friday night. We're going to have a rubbish weekend now. <laughs> We're all emotional <laughs> and we can't we can't sit together and have a glass of something. I wish we could. Mm. Oh. oh, yeah, we are. Oh. We are. Well, we are. We are. So, medium straw girl. Okay, medium straw girl. So, oh, boom, chicklecker, boom, Ooh. Oh, she says, don't touch the boom. Gonna, it's the, it's the. It's the boom of shame. Don't you dare touch boom that boom. Don't you dare. I'm so She's sorry. She's boomed it again. I'm so sorry. Which did, do how did you boom it? With No, never mind. We'll not go there. Again, just okay. dancing with my arms around. Just... <laughs> right, okay. So ground myself. Right. Her fists clenched and rushed to her face to cup her lower jaw and cheeks. For a second or two, that felt like eternity. Everything was in limbo. Everything was held in the balance. She sucked in a long, slow breath through a wide-open mouth, right down to the pit of her stomach. Then, unconsciously, she held it there. She felt the blood slow to start with, then rush around her body, her heart pounding as if it would leap out of her chest and onto the floor in front of her. The weight was excruciating. The clock ticked on. Finally, she heard the words which released her body from its prison of tension. She leapt from her chair, punching the air with an elation she had not felt in four years. Yes, she shouted, yes, 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 even though there was no one there to hear her. She raised her glass and saluted the very air in front of her. Finally, she said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Very good. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Yes, that's yes. me tonight. That's me. I'll be sitting there. Oh. <laughs> I've been sitting there since Tuesdays. It's four days now. I have been sitting, not sleeping, and checking hooks. everything Tend every hour. Hooks. You've so. been biding your time. <laughs> biding your time. Mm. I've been biding my time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a short straw. All right, here. short straw. Come Sorry. on, short straw. Susan. Susan Cohen. Um, okay, so mine's just a little excerpt from a. Uh, a novel that's languishing in my laptop. <laughs> but she'll never be out there. Let's face it. It will. That sounds, that's, that that yeah, sounds like a book title in itself. Languishing in it's my laptop. a lot languishing in my laptop just because it's never filed. I can't find anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's a story of my life, yeah. Uh, here we go. She leaned forward and ran more hot water into the bath, which gushed between her feet. 
lovely. She reached out to the music system Marcus had installed into each of the upstairs bathroom walls. His one extravagance, not able to take a bath without listening to Genesis at full blast. And she scrolled down, settling upon one of her go-to pieces, Adagio for Strings by Samuel Berber. Mm-mm. Slowly, the sublime sound of a thousand violins started to trickle through the speakers, ebbing, slowly swirling and soaring through the steam, rising from the hot bath, the acoustics of the late afternoon bathroom, just perfect, allowing her to slip into another world, even if just for a while. She lay back, the hot water cupping the back of her head, the music bathing her ears, and in that space, in that hot, steamy, private space, she let herself drift back, something she hadn't done for a long time. And so it was that then, because she had finally decided to allow it, it all hit her. Lying on her back, suspended by the kind, soft, soapy bathwater, she felt as heavy as a sinking stone, experiencing a surge of emotion right at the point where the music climbed to its crescendo, the heartbreaking, searing string instruments reaching right up to the steamy ceiling and echoing back down straight into her aching heart. Enfolded in the womb-like safety of the warming liquid which lapped gently around her, June allowed her burdened, babyless body to roll onto its side. Lying safe and protected, she curled up tight, knees to her chest, hands folded beneath her chin. And as she wept out the tears of bitter experience, she started to suffer the agony of rebirth, in the full knowledge this time that she was about to emerge new, whole and unburdened by her pain. Things were about to change. That's cracking. Oh, wow. That That's really good. cracking. I want to read the rest. That was so good. What is this? This is your yeah, novel this is, on. this is, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, I've got three on the go. One is a comedy. One is, is of, course, of course, one is a, a murder mystery type thing where the guy is in a closet addict which I'm really enjoying doing but this particular one this is this is a woman who starts off uh, from a lowly family ends up marrying a bloke who ends up inheriting an estate so she becomes lady of a Scottish estate and that particular bit was uh, after she had lost a child and she had given birth to a twin but the twin had died in utero and uh, yeah, I love the idea of the rebirth, and I I really enjoy, I enjoy the transition, particularly from from lowly status to higher status. Coming yeah, from yeah, the north yeah. of Scotland, that has been something that looms large in 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 my life, and I found that a very interesting thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I yeah. kind of write my my heart centered work with a balance because i find it such an intense experience but you must both feel the same yeah yeah, yeah. i mean 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm still bowled over by, oh, by what you read out. It's beautiful to see. Um, it's beautiful. You know, it's really, really beautiful. It's really kind of emotional connection to that. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's an incredible oh, piece of writing. Sweet to see. So thank you. Um, you see, it's not like me to come out with something that makes you cry. It isn't, you know. We're used to we used to just uh, roaring with laughter you, every Susan. time you read something. You are a dark horse. <laughs> you have it in you. You do, yeah. It's this different personalities. It's talking about multi multifaceted personalities that we have. You know, sort of like that's that's really quite yeah. quite special. Yeah. I think you know. Well, that's very kind of great writing, of you. So. Thank you very much. Oh, amazing. I think this particular character is there. Yeah. yeah, I think I think. For me, Scotland is everything, you know, it is. And I was away from home for so long. But um, I'm yeah. deeply connected to the whole idea of what the land means to people. And and yeah. how I, I yeah. knew somebody once who went from very humble beginnings to a, owning a massive amount of property and how that affected them and the people around them. So, yeah, I find the whole thing, yeah. the whole thing fascinating. Affected their relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike unlike me, they went completely the other way around. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I grew I grew up in a house with twenty three rooms, three kitchens, and six bathrooms, uh, in uh, in Edinburgh. Um, and uh, you know, so it doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter. I lo I love my house, my lovely little house that I've got now. But you know, sort of like everything, anything I do is always going to feel like I've I've come down in the world from from what my it's beginnings were. You know, so yeah, yeah but uh, I'm very happy. Of I mean, it's not like that, but it's it's like you know, uh, it's it's you know, it's going completely the other way around. But I think you know, uh, bless you, bless thank you. you, thank you. I was trying to hold it. I was I was sort of having fingers over my nose, like don't do it. Do you know what? That's made me feel really so smug I, because I these... number one, I ain't sneezed. Number two, I ain't touched my boob. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds rude but you know what it's only 8 o'clock at night it doesn't happen till midnight normally oh you know, there's actually the, the, the sneezing I when I sneeze I, I always sneeze at least three times so if I sneeze it's like I end up having a kind of sneezing fit it's like hiccups um, so like quite often sneeze four or five six or seven times um, and my children have started doing this thing of like when they see me going <gasps> they'll go at you or bless you before I sneeze and it stops you from sneezing and you kind of go mm. <laughs> it's so frustrating it's just like Argh. So it's Sharp like you know, as I say, it's like hiccups, but you know, oh. because they give me a fright, it stops it mid. Ah, oh, it's just yeah, awful, awful torture. My children are horrible. Yeah, my to husband me. sneezes when what he sneezes. When my husband sneezes, it's just like an explosion. You know, it, it's like a huge blast. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not. My, my brother one. and my father were like that. <clears throat> no, my my father and my brother were absolutely. I mean, you you, you probably could have heard them on the other side of Edinburgh if not the other side of Scotland. I mean, they're just, they're, literally, they're, just, they're loud. I mean, they're just where the heck did that noise and come from? And that's an you know? example. You know, they'd sneeze downstairs and you'd be upstairs and you'd but go, the whole house example, would shake. that's an example, isn't it, of, <laughs> of, of us, a, a subconscious you know, bodily, bodily function, yeah. but exhibiting something mm. about about the person. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. That I mean, I know that, that whenever, like, if, you, you know, yeah, if, you're, just... if you're in a lecture or something, you're about to sneeze, I will always try and, you know, try and, not to, to make a noise, yeah, you know what I mean? So contain it. You know, there are some people just yeah. go, wow, you <laughs> <laughs> Just let it all go, yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Today I was in a lecture. I was in a lecture once. I, I, it's completely irrelevant, but we're, we're talking about body language, so it's body language what I did. But um, I was in the front row of this lecture, and it's one of those old lecture theatres with the 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 banks, you know, yeah. sort of like a semicircle and the stairs, you know. Go. But I was right in the front, and uh, the lecturer came up in the, and he was he was just walking around, and he was standing right in front of me, and and he just stood, you know, he just stretched, he, you know, put his shoulders back, and then his arms came up, and he just like did this. <laughs> oh, oh. Ah, oh, stretch. And I did I did think about it for about a tenth of a second before I did it. And I went, you shouldn't do this. But I couldn't stop myself. I reached out <laughs> and I just went... Because <laughs> he's right there in front of me. And the look on his face was something How like... Did he, I mean, he just he didn't even he didn't say anything about it. He didn't react to it. He didn't he didn't give me yelling at or anything else. He was so astonished that I had done it. And everybody in the class he wasn't a nice lecturer or anything. It wasn't like he was a friendly lecturer. But everybody in the it was in the, <laughs> all the other students were like <gasps> So and it just like held their breath to you know, go, what the and I actually did it myself as well. I sat there going, What the hell did I do that for? <laughs> it's just like, but the lecturer just completely ignored it and carried on. It was it was just like it was one of those kind of really, really funny. Well moments. I think um, I, I you know, um, yeah. I think hopefully we've inspired people to sort of start writing and showing instead of telling. But one of the things that I picked up today, yeah. I think, um on social media earlier was uh, you can really make somebody's day slash week slash month slash year by by saying something lovely to them if it occurs to them. And I remember once mm. being in the lift with somebody and they were wearing the most beautiful fragrance perfume. And I just turned around and said, you just smell beautiful. <laughs> and that was enough to just make that person feel wonderful. Yeah. And I think actually if, if we were more emotive about things mm -hmm. i think particularly now when we're all really struggling yeah i think if we just came out and said i love the way you dance or i love the way you project yeah. yourself or there's a there's a lady that goes on the internet you know most evenings and at the beginning she was quite you know backward and coming forward as i was when i started i think and she's advertising a particular product and i sent her a little message to say you know what you've got the most lovely delivery and she said, you know what, that's such a nice thing to say, you know. And I think if we did more of that, yeah. more of, you know what, you just look yeah. yeah, be yes. positive. Um, and also do that thing in the yeah. writing, you know. Yeah, yeah. The tiny Help little people. attention to detail. It's the detail that speaks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It is. And it's that, that, that rule, we're, we're assuming everyone knows the rule of show, don't tell. Um, because it is the one that's banged on about the most. But just in case anyone doesn't, what what is your what is your take on mm -hmm. show don't tell? Either of you. What's my take of show don't tell? Um, I think it's just just in case people haven't heard the golden rule. Well, I think an example make, um, of it. Yeah, sorry, you carry on. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Carry on, carry on. Well, I was just going to say, you know. Oh well, well, I was just going to say that the you know the adverb of you know he walked he walked down the the street quickly. Mm -hmm. You know you can do that, but that's yeah. actually just telling you okay quick, right? So yeah. you know what you can say quick, or you you can do the 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 show thing. You know he uh, he walked down the street as if he had a bus to catch. Um, yeah. and and they're yeah. just two very different things. Um. You know, he's stretched yeah. like a cat. 
mm-hmm. whereas you know he's stretched with his yeah. arms up like and, his, and his head back. You know, it's very very different things. I think, and well, I think something that, like that, he, yeah, 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 or something like he chewed his food. I don't know. He chewed his food as if he couldn't taste it, or something like. I don't know. Um, I'm just. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. Um, I think you know my my take on it is very much if you, um, as it was show show don't tell. If you are, um, you're telling a story because you're telling a story and you're relating what's happening. You you have to. Um, we make ah, oh, not doing very good judgment, not good, very good explanation. We all make judgments on what people mm-hmm. are thinking and feeling, and we do it by noticing their body language. We do it by noticing um, what they're what they're fiddling with, what they're saying, what they're looking, how, whether their shoulders are back mm-hmm. or their heads up. You know, we we make judgments on what people are thinking and feeling by noticing yeah. what they're so doing. It's an indication. So, yeah. as a, as a writer. You're also instead of saying the person was feeling sad, you want to say what you as a, an observer mm-hmm. would have noticed that made you so think if, that they were feeling sad. So you don't have to tell them the person's sad at all. You just say, you know, that the their head was hanging down. There was a the, their eyes were swelling with water as they, they chewed the bottom lip, you know. And you don't you don't have to tell the reader exactly what the person's feeling. You allow the reader yeah, to decide for them themselves. Yeah. The same way as you would if you're observing that behaviour yeah, of what's going on in that person's head. There's little explanation, isn't there? So that, it's that's almost stuff, like yeah. this, you, you, you eliminate yeah. the, the, the element of explanation. Yeah. And you drop the yeah. hints yeah. so that people can, can string the hints together. Yeah. So you know what? He felt sad. And it's, it's, it's allowing the writer to, the reader. To eye, completely yeah. different. It's allowing the reader to actually yeah. sort of construct it, to construct the picture. Yeah. You know, um, what we're doing is actually giving yeah. them the palette by by doing that. Yeah. Yes. And those that they're interpreting it the same way as mm-hmm. if they were watching the thing the thing unfold themselves. Um, and I think that's the sort of that to me. That's to me is yeah. what show don't tell me. Yeah, it's like I don't else. know. Explain the old man so, shambling down the street. You know, rather than walking swiftly down the street. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Cool. Look at us. We are on it like yeah. little car bonnets. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that becoming our catchphrase? And I think I stole it from somebody years ago. <laughs> it's a great one. It is a great one. Yeah. Well, he was very super cool. I got that one, and also throwing shit. No, I got, I got, um, uh, throwing shapes. I said, "Do oh, I'm throwing you were say shapes?" Something else there. Oh, shapes. No, I thought you were going to say and something then else release there. My I inner Beyonce. <laughs> I got three phrases from him. <laughs> You did that a long time ago, and your inner Beyonce ran away. She packed up her, and she went. But you know that they say, off. you know that they'd say, you know, sort of, if you love let someone, go, let yeah. them go. <laughs> no, and that's they might not true. Come back. You'll find me stuck to Beyonce's <laughs> left leg. <laughs> I think you've got your Beyonce just, you know, chained up, you know, to the radiator in the attic. So that's what all the bangings about. You're never going to release it. Shut up, Beyonce! <laughs> I'll bring you your evening cocoa. <laughs> Turn that music down. 
I do remember somebody at college once chaining their, their boyfriend to a radiator and then went off to have some, get a cup of coffee or something in the centre heating case. Do you know what, oh. what my husband did to a friend of his? They, um, oh, <laughs> apparently this friend had actually stopped him taking a flight. You know, they used to play these pranks on each other when they were first starting out in their careers. And um, so my husband got him back. This guy was going away um, to do, I think it's not, observation at one of the telescopes I think it was in the Canary Isles and they got very very drunk the night before and they'd always get each other very very drunk so sometimes they would miss flights but they got very drunk the night before and what Andy did was emptied this guy's suitcase and filled it up with all his sister's clothes so he went off (laughs) for a two-week observation at some (laughs) some telescope and he had to wear women's dresses for the whole you know (laughs) I love stuff like that. Oh, gosh. We do have to do it. We have to do a whole yeah, show on yeah. practical jokes, actually. Because I've got so, I've got, I've got a couple of friends who, who are absolutely genius at them. Um, but uh, I think it, I think it'll be a lot more, uh, <laughs> a lot more of the time than we have to fill tonight. So, but brilliant. Yes, oh, well, that, that's not true because time is infinite. It is, but it is. not but with we, this we, podcast. I don't think yeah. people will sit yeah. and listen to us forever. <laughs> Welcome, it's twenty twenty three. There's only so much time of to go. Book whispering can take. Yeah, just when my phone has run out, so I can't see you anymore. It's all gone dark. You know what? Aww. That genuinely is a great loss because we look hot. Uh, no. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Cohen. No, I'm thinking about you, Mary. We Darren are Thompson. the hot. Totties. We are the hottest totties, yes. I think we have just lost Lee, unfortunately. So, But right, brilliant. Well, thank Thank you for joining us again. again. And you can find us at thebookwhisperers.com. Or, or on Facebook, or um, and you, you, you obviously have already found the uh, podcast <laughs> if you're listening to this. So you know, look out where we bring out another one each week. So uh, and uh, if you join us on Facebook, you can tell us all about what uh, what questions you'd like us to answer and talk about as well. So keep so, writing, um, doing that brilliant. thing that so, you do, and absolutely uh, keep, keep biding keep at him and stop trumping. <laughs> smell out the hoose (laughs) and hopefully by this time next week we'll be talking about a new president so till then have a lovely uh, keep dancing no 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 is is that is that the wrong is that the wrong program (laughs) (laughs) I'm back again you just phased out on me (laughs) we were just biting time till you got back Just chatting away. Oh, yeah, We're lovely. talking about you, my lovely. Back. I love a bit of that. <laughs> oh yes. Oh no. We have to I'll, listen I'll to it back I'll, on the podcast. I'll, I'll put fur around the ear rolls whilst I'm listening to it. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have Take a great week. Stay safe. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye